0: All right, Lone Star Gunners, welcome to the podcast. This is Lone Star Gun Talk, the official podcast of Lone Star Gun Rights. And I'm your host, as always, Derek Wills. We actually don't have a whole lot to get to today. There hasn't been much going on in the news, Uh, but there is a little bit. And we will get into all that. But first, I want to thank our sponsor here at Lone Star Gun Talk. And that is Provident Metals. If you are anything like me and you see the uh craziness that is going on in the stock market it's up it's down it's left it's right you can't make heads or tails of it and the fact that the u.s dollar can constantly gets devalued each and every year then maybe you should consider precious metals and i get my precious metals from provident metals provident metals is an online bullion dealer based right here in the lone star state and they are offering exclusive discounts on select bullion items to our listeners, go to www.providentmetals.com guntalk.html to see all of the featured products for Lone Star Gun Talk listeners, or you can call 1-800-313-3315 and be sure to enter the promo code GUNTALK at checkout to receive 10% off your order. All orders of $99 or more get free shipping, and veterans, be sure to call and ask about their military discount. Okay, so as I was combing through the interwebs trying to find something, I realized that it was kind of dry out. There wasn't a whole lot of going on in the gun news world, Uh, but I did find a couple of things that was interesting. One was published by the Washington Post, everybody's favorite lefty uh, publication, um, right up there with the New York Times, L.A. Times, and uh, uh, the Houston Chronicle. Uh, And the headline is, Lying to Buy a Gun? don't worry about the feds prosecutions are almost non-existent and as i was reading it i realized this is actually something that i covered on this show a while back uh it's just that i was presenting it as a good thing and they are not but check this out if you lied to buy a firearm fear not the feds your chances of being prosecuted by the justice department for falsifying information to illegally buy a gun are almost zero now What's interesting is they, have, they say nothing that has to do with anything regarding lying to buy a gun. But, okay. Reviews by the National Instant Criminal Background Check System for fiscal year 2017 led to uh, 112,000 gun purchase denials because people were forbidden in categories, according to a new report by the G- Government Accountability Office. The Justice Department's Bureau of Alcohol, Tf- Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives, the uh, batfe investigated 12,700 of these cases. How many of those investigated cases resulted in prosecutions? Twelve. That's 0.09% of the cases the ATF investigated. That means the crooks, the wife beaters, and the homicidal maniacs who lie to get a, to get a gun... We'll have little reason to worry about Uncle Sam uh, getting them for faking on the Form 4473. It's a list of nine questions de- de- designated to call those who should not be strapped. The questions include, have you ever been convicted of in any court of a felony? Are you a fugitive from justice? And have you ever been adjudicated as mentally defective? And that raises this question from uh, Avery Gardner, uh, Gardner, co-president of the Brady Campaign to Prevent Gun Violence. If, the official, if it's the official DOJ policy to enforce gu- existing gun laws, why isn't the government following its own policy? Maybe because we haven't done that in the history of ever. Even since uh, NICS came out, fully implemented in 1998, we have not been prosecuting uh, gun purchase denials, NICS denials, because, well, in order to do that, you would need an incredibly... Um, brute force ATF, far more than they currently are, which, believe me, they're powerful enough. But what's funny is, even if you're denied, I mean, if you're denied because you of your 4473, you don't have to lie on it, even if you do lie on it, unless you just happen to know somebody else's social security number and have a fake ID uh, that you know is clean. Then it's not going to matter because you would have passed that background check. But they're saying, they're suggesting that if you're denied a gun purchase, then uh, you're still going to get it anyway because you just lie on the next form. And that's not exactly how any of that works. Um, Maybe somebody at the Washington Compost can come on the program and I can explain to them how the 4473 works and how it doesn't do anything ever in the history of ever it has never stopped anything from bad from ever happening ever and if it has it is such a negligible amount that they probably found a different way anyway um i just i I think it's hilarious that this is what the left is trying to spin anyway so let's take a look at this a little bit deeper pennsylvania by comparison makes sam look like a real slacker while the Justice Department prosecuted only a dozen cases, the Quaker State had 472 convictions, not just prosecutions, during fiscal year 2017. In 2014, the state charged its policy to investigate all firearms denials, the GAO explained. Attorney General Jeff Sessions attempted to boost prosecutions with a March 2012 2018, or, I'm sorry, a March 12, 2018 memo to U.S attorneys. Blah, 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 blah. instructed federal prosecutors to enhance prosecution of cases involving false statements on ATF Form 4473, which he called lie-and-try cases. Lying on the form is a felony that can bring up to 10 years of prison and a $250,000 fine, of which minimal people have ever been prosecuted because it is incredibly hard to prove that. Um, anybody out there that is listening to my voice that considers themselves pro-Second Amendment, pro-gun rights, if you support background checks, I'm I'm not here to chastise you, but maybe you should reconsider whether or not you actually support background checks or not. They are a feel-good infringement. That's what the Brady campaign was always great at. That's how they got so many people, including well, the NRA has sold out numerous times regardless, but that's how they got good people to get on board with it because. They uh, they essentially did a lot of or of the deal. What they had wanted to do is require all firearms purchases have to be approved by local law enforcement, all of them, and that got uh, the gun lobby to to sign off on. Oh well, we'll just do an instant background checks service. That's because well, here's the thing: had that law passed, the original the original way the Brady bill would have uh, wanted it. I highly doubt any court would have actually upheld it. And if they did, well, then that's just, that's just the country that we've become, uh, putting our entire nation's fate at the hands of five people in black robes uh, who are appointed for life because they granted themselves a power they shouldn't have. But going back to background checks, they don't do anything. They never have done anything. All it is is a feel-good measure, to make people who might be on the fence or support some forms of gun control, very limited forms, but some forms nonetheless, feel good about, about this. They, the thing is, they are background checks. They are not crystal balls into the future. A background does not necessarily... It, somebody's past experiences, somebody's past actions are not necessarily indicative of future uh, motives. So somebody who has never had so much as a parking ticket can want to uh, go and shoot up a a school or a mall, and no matter how strict you make a background check system, it doesn't matter if it's what we have now, or you seriously have a huge investigation for every person who ever wants to buy a gun in the history of ever, where you are seriously investigating them for a week or a month, doesn't matter. However strict you want to make it, the person who has never had so much as a parking ticket but whose motivation is to commit mass casualties will not be stopped because of a background check system. On the other side of that, you have people who have committed uh, acts of violence. You have people who have been convicted of domestic violence. You have people who have been um, convicted of felony assault or even, you know, robbery or the like. However, background checks didn't stop them the first time. And who are you to decide whether or not they actually haven't turned their lives around? They have just as much of a right to self-defense and the defense of their life, liberty, and property as anybody else does they are being denied the tools necessary to defend those rights. They can get a baseball bat, they can get a knife, but they can't get a firearm. Well, why? Because we have been conditioned to believe that if we deny them the sale of a firearm, then they're going to be good boys and uh, act as a productive member of society uh, for the rest of their life while they are free following their felony conviction. But here's the problem. That's not how any of this works. That's not how real life works. Real life works like this. Somebody who runs with a bad crowd, somebody who uh, engages in criminal activity and gets caught, because you have to get caught for the background check to nab you. doesn't matter how strict you are with the background check system. You have to get caught for the background check to nab you. Somebody who engages in criminal activity and gets caught will either do one of two things after they, their sentence is complete. They will either have learned their lesson, in which case them possessing a firearm is not going to matter because they have learned their lesson, or two, they have not learned their lesson and they are going to repeat offend regardless. It is not that hard for a criminal to go and get a black market gun. It's not. In fact, it might even be easier to go and get a black market gun than it is to go and buy one now. And the left, or even those on the right who consider themselves pro-gun, say, well, we don't want to make it easy for them. Well, it's not difficult. Go to Chicago, go to any major city. It doesn't really matter. Go to any major city, find the criminal element, and look at how many of them have felony convictions and firearms. Probably all of them. So what are you doing? What is the end result of having a background check system in place? Why do we, I say we loosely because I don't, but why do we support that? Because it sounds good, and that's really it. The effect is, somebody like me, who has pure motives, somebody like you, who never wants to commit a a felony or any act of violence against anybody, has to now go to our government and say, hey, Mr. Government, can I please exercise my natural right to self-defense by purchasing this tool necessary to its preservation? Well, now you have turned what is a natural right into a government-given privilege. And that is not what our right to bear arms is about. You know, a lot of people love calling it a constitutional right. I am urging you right now to please stop calling the right to bear arms a constitutional right. Because even if the Second Amendment said that you do not have the right to keep and bear arms, it specifically said you don't, you would still have the right to keep and bear arms all that that means is that the government refuses to acknowledge that right let me put it to you like this we all have the natural right of life we are not alive right now because the government has said you John Smith are okay to live and you Bob Barker (laughs) that's a bad example, Uh, but you, Bob Barker, are not allowed to live, so we are just going to end your life. That is not how our natural right to life works. So our natural right to defend our life should be treated the exact same. The government has no authority to pick winners and losers, and neither do we as a society. You know, it wouldn't matter... If there was a massive democratic vote of whether or not people should have, with felony convictions, should have their right to bear arms stripped from them permanently, and uh, uh, one less than 100% of the people voted for that, if there was one single person who voted against that, it still wouldn't make a difference because people do not have the authority to dictate that. This is a right that has come from beyond government, comes from beyond society, comes from beyond you and me. And while you might agree with its premise, it doesn't make it okay for you to infringe on somebody's rights because of past mistakes. Yes, some people make mistakes and some people learn from them. Some people make mistakes and do not. But infringing on everybody's rights in a hope to maybe possibly have a slightly better than 0% chance of stopping one person from possibly committing a future crime because they went this particular way to get their weapon is not the answer. And that is why we should oppose the existing background check system that we have in place. And certainly oppose any future expansion of it because it's really not going to do anything. Um, people who say, well, you know, you're right. your rights aren't infringed because you can still go and buy whatever you want. They are infringed because I have to ask the government for permission. That in and of itself, even though it is, I have never had an issue buying a gun. I have gone to many a gun shops, filled out a 4473, and had zero problems. The point is, I shouldn't have to. Anyway, I'm going to get off that soapbox, and now I'm going to move on to another one, which I thought was quite interesting. This is from Amnesty.org, and the headline, Amnesty International Report declares gun violence in the United States to be a human rights crisis. The the U.S. government has allowed gun violence to become a human rights crisis according to the In the Line of Fire Human Rights in the U.S. Gun Violence Crisis, a new report from Amnesty International. The report examines how all aspects of American life have been compromised in some way by the unfettered access to guns with no attempts at meaningful national regulation. That is the key words they always throw around. They threw it around in the 90s with the Brady Bill. They threw it around with the assault weapons ban. They've thrown it around every single time federal gun control or even state gun control has ever been a legislative idea. And yet, at, at what point do they stop drawing that line? But anyway. While most countries have licensing and regulation systems in place for firearms, the United States lacks measures like national registration and 30 states allow handguns to be owned without a license or permit. The U.S. government is prioritizing gun ownership over basic human rights. While many solutions have been offered... There have been a stunning lack of political will to save lives, said Margaret Hung, executive director of Amnesty International USA. Despite the huge number of guns in circulation and the sheer numbers of people killed by guns each year, there is a shocking lack of federal regulations that could save thousands of lives. Um... I'm not going to poison your mind with the rest of this crap. However, I will link it in the show notes. So if you would like to read this entertaining piece, uh, it is there for you. And what's funny is they do not go into any real actual statistics over anything other than twisted ones to make um, make their appeal to the bleeding heart lefties who... Just wanna, we, just, we just want common sense, gun regulations, that's it. We just want to make sure that everybody's safe. And if it saves one life, then isn't that worth it? It just saves one life. One, one life. It could save your, your, you could save your life. Or it could save your child's life. Imagine that if the government saved your life. That's what these people believe. If it saves one life, then it's worth it. No. No, it's not, because if your goal is to save one life, then there are plenty of other things that you could be going after, because gun violence is not a big statistical issue in this country. It is incredibly rare. In fact, I know I have brought these up before. But I'm going to do it again because, well, it's me. Why not, right? Looking at the crime in the United States from 2016, the population was 324,650,630. All violent crimes committed with a firearm were 367,837, or 0.113% of the population. And that includes... Homicide, that includes aggravated assault, aggravated robbery. It includes all the violent crimes committed with a firearm. Uh, The only thing that I don't have data for is rape. I have the numbers for rape, but no data on weapon usage. And even then, it's still a fraction of 1% of the population. The thing is... When you have a population as large as ours, statistically speaking, you will have some uh, sect of that who are a bunch of evildoers. Who do not care about other people's right to life, liberty, or property, and will take what they will. Some people are like that. I don't know if it's because they get too much gluten... Or if they are not properly vegan. Or if they have eaten something that has cast a shadow in the past 24 hours. Or maybe it's a GMO. I mean, we don't know. It could be that. But there is a certain sect of people who do not care about your life, your liberty, or your property. And they will take what they will. That is those people. That 367,000 people. Uh, incidents were not committed one person for one crime. You could probably make an estimated guess, but let's just say it's half of that. Let's say uh, one person, one bad guy in this country commits two crimes, two violent crimes with a firearm every year. Uh, So the 367,000 divided by two is 183,500 people who are bad in this country, which would be 0.06%. So, I'm just saying, let's stop treating this like it's an epidemic. If you care about your safety, if you care about protecting loved ones, if you just want to save just one life, then arm yourself. Find a firearms dealer, Go and buy something that you like, and chances are they will have training classes available for you, not, none of which are government-mandated, but they will have some that are tailored for beginners. And if they don't have it, there is a shooting range near you that will, I promise. That's what, that's what people who love their natural rights do. We're not the type of people who just want to say, ooh, all the guns are mine, and I will not help anybody. I, we all love helping people. You probably have some friends who own firearms who would be more than happy to give you a hand. So, if you care about your loved ones, you care about violence in this country, then arm yourself. It is literally the only thing that will have an actual impact on the already very low numbers of violent crime in this country. That's it. Boom. Done. Lawyered. Okay. So now I'm going to wrap things up here. And I found a very interesting uh, letter that I th- want to read to you for our founders reading to this this week. And it is a letter by my favorite, uh, TJ Thomas Jefferson. And uh, you'll notice I, I will probably quote, Jefferson a lot. he is uh, one of he is my favorite founder. Um, and this goes to out to everybody it actually has nothing to do with gun rights, but it is interesting nonetheless. It is a um, it is a letter to Henry Gre- Gregoire and it is dated February 25th, 1809 and it is a very short letter, but is very telling of Jefferson's character. Keep in mind, as I read this, that Thomas, Thomas Jefferson, at this time, was a slave owner. And you can share this with all your lefty friends, because they need to hear this. All right, so. Sir, I have received the favor of your letter of August 17th, and with it, the volume you were so kind as to send me on the literature of Negroes. Be sure that no person living wishes more sincerely than I do, to see a complete refutation of the doubts I, my, I have myself entertained and expressed on the grade of understanding allotted to them by nature, and to find that in this respect they are on par with ourselves. My doubts were the result of a personal observation on the limited sphere of my own state, where the opportunities for the development of their genius were not favorable, favorable and those of exercising it still less so. I express them, therefore, with great hesitation, but wherever whatever be their degree of talent, it is no measure on their of their rights. Because Sir Isaac Newton was superior to others in understanding, he was not therefore the lord of the person or property of others. On this subject, they are gaining daily in the opinions of nations, and hopeful advances are making towards their re-establishment on equal footing, with the other colors of the human family. I pray you, therefore, to accept my thanks for the many instances you have enabled me to observe of respectable intelligence in that race of men, which cannot fail to have effect in hastening the day for their relief, and to be assured of the sentiments of high and just esteem and consideration which I tender to yourself with all sincerity, Thomas Jefferson. That right there is not something that you will learn in history class. That right there is real life. This is dated 1809 from Thomas Jefferson, a slaveholder, saying that he hopes the day will come when society will treat blacks in the country equally. And judge them on the content of their character and not the color of their skin. It really is amazing what you can learn from history whenever you just look into it. It doesn't take that much, but our public schools are not teaching this. Even private schools will not teach that. But, hopefully I've taught you. And hopefully you will share that with somebody. And they will learn it. Because knowledge is incredibly powerful. That's why I close the show the way that I do. And so I'm going to close now, and I will ask if you could, if it's not going to put you out, please go to our website at LoneStarGR.com and click the Donate button and see if you can help uh, fund our mission because come January, we are going to have a fight on our hands. If not, no worries. I appreciate it anyway. I appreciate you listening. And please share this podcast with your friends and family. And until next Monday, Lone Star Gunners, arm yourself with knowledge and share the ammo. Lone Star Gun Talk is a Lone Star Gun Rights production, hosted and edited by Derek Wills. Copyright Lone Star Gun Rights 2018